when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hello and welcome to The Short Stuff. This is Josh, there's Chuck, there's Jerry. Uh, Let's get going with this edition of Short Stuff about the difference between whiskey and bourbon. Let's just talk. Yeah, you know, I... For someone who loves this stuff, I really didn't know a lot about it, and I'm glad I do now. Yeah, there was a really big fact that we're going to get to that just knocked my socks clean off, man. Ooh. Yeah, well, I'll, I guess just watch my feet and you'll okay. see which one. Which I'll one smell something. Are your socks off? <laughs> hey, my feet do not smell. <laughs> I take great pride in that. Uh, all right, so we'll go ahead and tell you what whiskey is. Whiskey is a distilled spirit mm-hmm. uh, that you make from grain. Right. That is not distilled higher than 190 proof. Yep. And it is exposed to oak as in, you know, sits in an oak container. That's whiskey. That's whiskey. If it's higher than 190, then you're not making whiskey. You're making what you would call a neutral spirit like vodka. Yeah, that's whiskey. So around the world, if you have Japanese whiskey, yum. Yum. If you have Irish whiskey, great. Yum. Scotch whiskey, delicious. Why not? Um, they're they're like all of those whiskeys follow that same general, those same general guidelines or meet the same general criteria. And I don't believe there's too many um, like laws or anything restricting types of whiskey. I'm sure there are in Scotland, but we're talking about America in this episode. And when you get to America, from what what from what we've seen. We have like the most strict, extensive laws detailing what can be considered a type of whiskey uh, any of anywhere in the world. Yeah, it's very much regulated uh, by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Right. Not the ATF. No, they, those <laughs> firearms don't mix with whiskey very no, well. No, even though I said ATF three times. <laughs> I for, think that was edited for some reason. out. <laughs> oh, I know. You called out something that nobody heard. It's it, like he it's just reached out from a different dimension. I saw a uh, a funny tweet the other day that's been going around that says, the closest you will come to knowing what it's like to be a ghost is uh, some, it was something like yelling at podcasters who are trying to think of something <laughs> that you know. <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. I have that same experience as a listener. That's wonderful. So, uh Yes, not the ATF, the A-T-T-T-B. Mm-hmm. If you want to be labeled whiskey in America, you got to be aged in new charred oak containers or barrels. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a certain percentage of grain. Like if you're making rye, it has to be 51% rye. Mm-hmm. And then, so to be whiskey anywhere in the world, it has to be aged in oak. But for specifically an American straight whiskey, like American straight rye whiskey, Mm -hmm. it has to be aged in a charred oak, either barrel or container of some sort. But it has to be charred inside first. For at least two years. Yes. And it all has to come from the same state. It has to be distilled in the same state. Right. So, I mean, that's it. That's the law as far as an American straight whiskey goes. And there's plenty of whiskeys that, you know, follow that that tradition or those laws, I guess. 
And um, it gets even stricter, though. Like, if you add a couple more caveats to it, a couple more restrictions, a few more criteria, you suddenly have bourbon. Bourbon pops out of the mix. That's right. So uh, if you want to be bourbon, you have to be 51% corn. Mm-hmm. And it has to be aged in new charred oak barrels or containers. Right. But also when you... Um, when you distill it, I'm, yeah, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> I just referred to another edit we took out. <laughs> it uh, it can't be distilled at anything higher than 160 proof. That's right. Because remember, we said 190 for whiskey, bourbon is down to 160. Right. And that's just the distillation. When they start to age it, they have to drop it down even further, I believe, to something like 140. And that they just do that with watering it down, literally watering it down, right? Yeah, they literally water it down to, I think, 140, and then they put it in charred oak barrels for, I believe, four years for bourbon. That's right. So the the very popular saying, um, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon, mm-hmm. is very much true, and that's why that's the case. Yeah. So bourbon is 51% corn, at least, doesn't go higher than 160 proof, and is, play, and is charred in, uh, or it's aged in charred oak barrels, below 125 proof. Yep. And so now watch my socks, Chuck. Okay. You you might be saying, hey, guys, you left out probably the most important part. It has to be made in Bourbon County, Kentucky, or at least Kentucky. Well, friend, you'd be wrong on both parts because bourbon can be made anywhere in the States. Oh, did you think it had to be Kentucky? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, that explains. Why I didn't know why your socks would be knocked off. Right. (laughs) Did you see it was more of a curl than actually knocking off? Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's what I thought for a very, very long time. But now you can make it anywhere. And in fact, in 1964, Congress declared bourbon as, quote, America's native spirit. Hmm. So Congress likey bourbon. <laughs> All right. Well, we likey takey break. <laughs> and we're going to go do that right now and talk about uh, Tennessee whiskey. And I think you know what we're talking about right after this. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Chuck, you said they think we know what we're talking about. We think we know. We think, oh, jeez. <laughs> we think they know what we're talking about. Yeah, if you're talking Tennessee whiskey, there are plenty <laughs> of Tennessee whiskeys, but we'll just go ahead and say the words Jack and Daniel. I was going to say, yeah. You know? That's what I was going to say. When sure, you think Tennessee whiskey, you think Jack Daniel. I mean, it says Tennessee right on the label, but it turns out that Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey which is a straight American whiskey, Mm -hmm. Um, you'd think that that it's the only kind. It's not. That's actually, Jack Daniels follows a specific process, a set of criterion, very similar to the um, same set of criterion that bourbon goes through. In fact, Jack Daniels, Tennessee American straight whiskey, follows the same process that bourbon making does and in fact qualifies as a bourbon, but then they add an extra step and that's what makes it a Tennessee whiskey. That's right. Uh, we should point out that they go all the way down to 140 proof, just as a company rule. Mm-hmm. And they always age in new charred oak uh, barrels, and which it goes in at 125 proof or below. But right. then that extra step you were talking about is what they like to tout is the special ingredient, that special magic, mm-hmm. is charcoal mellowing. Yeah, and it's actually another name for it is the Lincoln County process after Lincoln County, Tennessee, which is where Jack Daniels Distillery used to be. But basically, they take huge stacks of maple wood logs mm-hmm. and set them on fire. And then some guy stands there with the hose and keeps it from, like, raging too much. And they turn that wood into charcoal. Then they take that charcoal, they pack it tightly into vats, and then they pour the distilled, unaged whiskey into those vats and that charcoal kind of filters out some of the impurities. Yeah, and so you're thinking, well, it goes in clear and it comes out brown because of that charcoal. Wrong. Yeah, that's totally wrong. <laughs> and in fact, it's a little bit like you're used to the, these brown liquors. If you've ever had like a clear rye or something, it's a little bit of a, a mind tease. Yeah, that is not what you are going to say, but yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Agreed, agreed. It needs to be brown, and the reason it is brown, I believe— of course, I have a terrible reputation on short stuff for just saying stuff <laughs> offhand that's totally wrong. But I believe it becomes brown from the charred oak um, aging process. I think that's right, right? I hope so. I can't I'm pretty take sure any that's more the emails. Case. Okay. Man, that whole um, Key West thing about the, the necrophile who dug— who kept his wife around, but it wasn't his wife. It was some woman that he... Oh, really? He, he stalked as a creeper. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you, oh, yeah. Did you yeah, mess that up? <laughs> we've been getting a lot of emails, so sorry, everybody. We'll have to read a listener mail about it or something. All right. Well, they basically liken this whole process to, you know, if you've ever used a water filter, um, they have charcoal in there, <clears throat> and it's sort of a similar concept. The whiskey comes out the same color as it goes in at this point, which is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what makes Jack Daniel different than the rest. Uh, they're the ones who, who use that Lincoln County process. Right. Um, so that's a different type of whiskey. That's Tennessee whiskey. There's bourbon, and technically Jack Daniels qualifies as a bourbon. And um, bourbon 
stripped of a couple of steps would be an American straight whiskey. And there you have it. That's whiskeys. There's one other fact, though, that um, I had no idea about, but I thought it was a nice little touch to add it to this article. I think you got this article from House of Works, right? Yeah. Are you talking about the yeast? Oh, no. So there's two facts, everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, if you wonder why different whiskeys, you know, you think, well, maybe they should all taste the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the ingredients are different. Depending on where you get the the initial ingredients, it might taste different. Uh, and during the fermentation process, you're, you're using, depending on what kind of yeast you use, that's really going to affect the favor. Affect the favor? <laughs> yeah, I like that. What is going on with us today? I don't know. It's silly, silly short stuff Thursday. But, um... At Jack Daniel, they use a yeast that they've been using the whole time. So they have this mother culture that they say dates back to prohibition. Mm-hmm. And they've been using the same mother culture. They go out in their lab every day. And they're like, that's why, you know, you get that special taste. Mother culture. It's a great band name. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, so, yeah. So the yeast makes a big difference. But certainly, like, even if you use the same exact yeast, if you sick that yeast on rye or corn mash, it's going to produce a totally different flavor anyway. So all these different steps and different ingredients produce these different flavored whiskeys. Right. The other fact that I um, was surprised but also heartened to see is that apparently women tend to appreciate higher proof whiskeys and bourbons than um, men do. And supposedly there's a woman uh, named Carrie Richardson who's president of the Bourbon Women's Association in Louisville, Kentucky, who believes that it's because women apparently have a um, larger olfactory center than men. And so they're they're picking up more on all the stuff that's going on in these whiskey bottles than men do. And so the higher the proof, the more stuff that's going on in there. And women tend to appreciate that more. Pretty neat. It is pretty neat. And I did a rare phone lookup during recording. Then, mm-hmm. of course, there's a band called Mother Culture, at least one. Good. Good for them. See, they listened to us in the past. It's like a bunch of long hairs. <laughs> That's exactly right. There's no way it was anything but, you yeah. know, a long hair band. Um, so one other question, Chuck. Do you like the firewater whiskey or do you like smoother whiskey? Or both? As in higher proof? Yeah, but, you know, the kind that's like you can really feel it go all the way down your chest or the yeah. kind that's just like smooth sipping whiskey. I like I like both. I like the fire water because I drink it a little slower. Um, I had a <laughs> I had a big night out on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Uh, Emily and I went to see a band, and I got into the whiskey a little bit. And <laughs> it was just, you know, it was bullet, and it was just going down so smooth. Sure. That's the danger, you know. You drink it too fast, and yeah. I found myself— uh, little hammered on a Tuesday night. Yeah, but you're not going to, you know, drink like high-proof whiskey that's meant to just be nipped at at like a show, you know? No, you're right. Were you drinking it just on the rocks? Sure. Nice. Well, I'm glad you had Is there fun. another way? At a show? Yeah, like with Coke or something? Yeah. Yeah, not Coke. It's already sweet. Maybe bitters and just club soda? Be good. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I guess I could have... Uh, I could have done that, but I, I didn't get the impression they had that kind of stuff at this venue. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it, huh? That's it. That's it for short stuff, as we said. That's it. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.